The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. Turn me on. There you go. All right, good evening. We are going to call the Historic District Commission meeting for September 20th, 2022 to order. All right, could we have a please? Yes. Uh, Grayson. Here. Mitchell. Here. Berg. Here. Casimir here. Underwood here. Stucky is not here. Okay, um, we will need a motion to approve uh, Mr. Stucky's absence. Is there a motion? I make a motion. Thank you, Dan. Is there a second? Second. Thank you, John. Are those in favor of approving the absence will say aye. 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 Opposed? All right, hearing none, his absence is approved. Uh, are there any changes to the agenda, Luis? Uh, I do not have any. Okay. Uh, any changes from the commissioners? No? All right. Can we have a motion to approve the agenda? So moved. Thank you, Dana. Is there support? Second. Thank you, Andrew. Those in favor will say aye. 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 Any opposed? All right. Hearing none, the agenda is approved. Introduction of guests. Are there any guests who are not applicants today? Uh, no, not that I see. Hearing none, is there any public comment on non-agenda items? All right, hearing none. Uh, Luis, would you read the disclaimer, please? Yes, I will. Chapter 16, Section 22 of the City of Kalamazoo Code of Ordinance states, historical preservation is a public purpose. To serve that purpose, the Historic District Commission is hereby charged with the following responsibilities. A. The Kalamazoo Historic District Commission is empowered to regulate work on the exterior of historic resources and non-historic resources in historic districts in the city of Kalamazoo and shall otherwise have all powers invested in historic district commissions pursuant to the local historic districts act MCLA 399201-1970-PA-169 as amended 1992. B. To regulate work on resources which, by city ordinance, are historic or non-historic resources located within local historic districts, including but not limited to the moving of any structure into or out of, or the building of any structure in an historic district. The following documents are available in the Community Planning and Economic Development Department located at 245 North Royal Street. These documents will help to assist property owners in understanding the responsibility of owning a property in a local historic district. MCLA 399201-1970-PA-169 is amended 1992. Code of Ordinances, City of Kalamazoo, Chapter 16, Historic District, Secretary of the Interior Standards for Rehabilitation and Guidelines for Rehabilitating Historic Buildings, 1990, Standards and Guidelines for Kalamazoo Historic Districts, and Maps of Kalamazoo Local Historic Districts. These documents and maps are also available on the City of Kalamazoo website at www.kalamazoocity.org forward slash historic preservation. 
Thank you, Luis. Uh, with no old business, we'll move directly to new business. You said first applicant is not here? I do not see the first applicant yet, but um, he did indicate that he was going to come, so. Okay, we will move on to the second and do the first one later. Um, looks like 501 Elm. Hi, welcome. If you could come up, state your name um, for the record and tell us about your project. Okay, uh, my name is Andrew Wallman, or Andy, and we wanna put a, uh, a uh, solar system on the roof of the house. And we're gonna have Helios do the work. There's a picture, I'm not sure where it is in your packet, I think it should be the third page, that shows what the system would look like on the roof. And I have it up on the screen right now for everyone as well. The roof's not really steep, so I don't think it's gonna be real, real noticeable from the street. questions from commissioners is that uh is, is it going to be orange like that i'm sorry is it going to be orange like that like no. in no oh, that's <laughs> just a depiction of the yeah footprint. i think i'm going to guess he did that uh just to show it off better okay cool. i think that the orange is actually a heat map of where the light would be so it's efficiency for the solar panels yeah the the roof will remain the same They probably will be angled. I, you know, I, I'm familiar with the with the house, and uh, I did make a site visit this week. Um, but myself, I'm not fundamentally opposed to the solar panels because, it'd be like saying, uh, you take a gas meter, don't put a gas meter on a house because it because it wasn't there when the, it wasn't natural gas piped to a house when it was originally there. And for as much as everybody talks about green or renewable energy, um, I think we're gonna have to figure out how to marry a lot of the new stuff with the old and then I'm all for it. So I'm just gonna say that now before I even make any motions are made. I know there's a slight angle to it, uh, but it's not really steep. Somehow 20 degrees comes to mind, but I'd have to check with them to find out for sure. And based on what I was looking at, it seems like, is, is this the plan for using this flush mounting system? So this is technically something that would be not a permanent change to the residence, right? Like this is something that can be removed. Yeah, and, and as we've seen before, I think, you know, these are not highly invasive. Obviously, you have to make some uh, penetrations in the roof. But to me, you know, roofs are something to me like the sheeting material on the roof is kind of uh, the sacrificial material right it comes and goes and we all kind of expect that we're going to be replacing the roofs probably in 15 or 20 years anyways um, so I think that it is like Andrew you were saying minimally invasive and reversible in the end it's kind of there's like a flashing it goes shingle and then that little piece that they put the rail on Um, I, I don't really have any comments. Could, uh, does anyone ha object to me just making a proposal? Go ahead. Okay. Um, 
Uh, I make a proposal to approve the installation of nine uh, solar panels as specified. This proposal complies with the Secretary of Interior Standards 1 and number 9. The Commission approves a certificate of appropriateness, uh, appropriateness for the project and approval of any final details to be delegated to the Historic Preservation Coordinator. All right, thank you, Dan. Um, I second that. Thank you, John. Is there any uh, public comment before we vote? All right, hearing none, is there any further discussion among the commission before we vote? All right, uh, Louise, could we have a roll call vote, please? Yep. Grayson? Yes. Mitchell? Yes. Berg? Yes. Kastner? Yes. And Underwood? Yes. All right, thank you. you. All right, well, thank you. So I, uh, I'll send out the certificate of appropriateness kind of letter to you tomorrow for that, the approval letter uh, via email. And then I'll also send out a physical copy of that as well. Not sure when that one will get to you, but you can expect the email tomorrow. So they're good for six months, but if we need to get an extension, we can work on that as well with you. So, yep. Cool. Yeah, of course. Thank you for coming out. Um, so the next um, uh, proposed project, excuse me, on the um, docket here is from someone who's out of state, so we will have them call in, um, so excuse the coordinating. Yes, sorry. So which one is next? 501, we just did 501. Yep, 521. 521, Pearl. Okay. You're going to get them to call in? Yep, I'm just going to let them know in case they weren't watching right now. So. It's a nice looking house, that. I think that you can, uh, yep, you can open it up and take that. Hello? Hello? Uh, who, who's speaking right now? Hi, how's it going? Hi, you too. Just wanted to make sure that we had the right person. So uh, this is Luis. This is only our second time doing call-ins, so there might be some hiccups. But uh, I'll let Jeremy take it from here. All right, thank you, Luis. Uh, I, if you could just state your name again for the record and uh, tell us about your project, please. Definitely, yeah. This is Warren Crumman and Kyle Zach. Uh, yeah, our project is at 521 Pearl in the Vine neighborhood. Uh, we are proposing building a four-cell garage to accommodate um, the tenants that are in our building. There's um, several units there, about eight units. And uh, we'd like our residents to be able to park in the garage and be able to store their stuff in there. So, um, yeah, we're basically going to go into specifics of, like, the design now. Uh, yes, please. Sure thing. So, yeah, the exterior would be vinyl siding with vinyl garage doors. Um, it'd be light tan with the, the siding would be light tan and then brown trim to match the uh, existing structure. There'd also be asphalt shingles on the top that'd be black. Um, the dimensions would be the garage is about 42 feet wide, about 22 feet deep. 
and about 14 foot 4 inches tall from the grade, um, you know, which is smaller than the two-story structure that, well, all the two-story structures that are on that street there. Um, I'll also add that just to the east of our property, there's another, I can't tell if it's four stalls or what, but it's a, it's a large garage um, directly east of our property. Um, there's another two-car garage directly north, and then just to the south, there's a two-car garage that faces the street there, and ours would be tucked away, so it wouldn't be facing, well, it would be facing the street, but it would be behind our building, so you wouldn't really see it much. Okay, thank you. Is there discussion among the commissioners? Um, I guess more question for you guys. As I was looking at um, the uh, standards 9 and 10, um, new work differentiated from the old should be compatible with massing size, scale, and architectural features to protect historic integrity of the property and its environment. The only thing that I'm standing out to me is perhaps a lack of architectural features. But also I don't know if neutral versus, it's one of the things we talked about before, you don't want to gild the lily, I suppose would be the word. <laughs> so I thought maybe that would be worth having a discussion about just that I think it meets all of the other pieces about size and massing because of the, the fact that it sort of fades in behind it, but that it doesn't necessarily, um, it's going to look brand new and modern. Um, noting then also that one of the things that it says in number 10 is um, new construction undertaken in such a manner that if removed in the future, the essential form and integrity of the historic property and its environment would be unimpaired. I think that it seems like it meets that one. There's no, okay. there's no garage there now. Okay. Yeah, so uh, there's no garage there now. So like, you know, like what you're saying is it's like uh, basic enough that it's obviously not a historic building and won't be confused as historic building. But like, um, yeah, I, I guess my initial thought was like, I was curious about the vinyl uh, siding, you know, if, if that would be okay with us or if, you know, we would dictate like maybe a, a cement board or something that, uh, I mean, that's not historically uh, accurate either, but you know, you know, something that's not just uh, a basic new building, I guess, yeah. Yeah, just from, from what I can tell from reading the code, it, it didn't seem like um, the garages, you know, obviously we want to make it compatible and it does have like the colors um, that, that match the existing building. Um, but yeah, I, I think just for me in the code, it didn't seem like the, you know, design standards were as stringent for like outbuildings or garages. What's your thoughts on that, Luis? Yeah, so I think that Andrew bringing up 9 and 10 is important. My interpretation of those always has been uh, complementary is key there, and I think that 9 and 10 are the Secretary of the Interior Standards. Um, I think that the, the complementary, you know, is, is very broad on purpose, and I think that is meant to be able to differentiate the old from the new. Um, you don't want to create any sort of, can, it doesn't want to be conjectural and you don't want to make it a false sense of history, obviously. So I think that the compatibility does give you a, a lot of latitude to figure out what you want to do um, 
that's from the Secretary of the Interior Standards side of things. Then when we look at ours, um, our um, standards and guidelines, um, the materials, um, the use of uh, alternate materials may be considered, especially when the addition is removed, removed from the public right of way, which this um, is, you know, I think that if we look, it's removed could be up for interpretation. It's not right on the front, you know, it's not going to overshadow the house in any capacity. It is behind the property. Um, so I think that, that that should also come into consideration that alternate materials can be used there in that capacity as well. Um, just as a clarifying question, the f there's, there's siding on the front and the side of the house as far as the dormers and then the, um, yeah, the, the side. What is that material on the original house? Pretty sure that that's wood. I just went to go take pictures the other day and it, it's looking to, you know, um, replicate Tudor look, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that it is wood all the way around then with the, the brown accent boards. So well, it's supposed to be the stucco is just the, the wood painted white and then um, brown painted boards going across it. And brick in the front. Yep, and then brick on the, the main, the core block of the building. I underline the, the same items from uh, Secretary Interior Standards 9 that Andrew had brought up. Um, I agree with you, you know, you don't want to create a false sense of history. The new should be differentiated from the old. Uh, but my preference would be, I mean, the drawing on there shows that what would be simulate a four-inch clapboard approximately, a siding, which would be appropriate. I, I just myself would not prefer to see vinyl for siding. What would you like us to use for the siding? I don't necessarily have a preference. I just don't want uh, myself is I don't prefer vinyl on on that. There is alternative materials. I'm not I'm not opposed to an alternative material. Um, the, I can't remember the name of uh, one of the products right now that uh, is made to look like a four inch clapboard that goes up. That's not cement board. There's quite a few products out there. Luis has been pretty active in that. Um, you might even have a couple ideas right now. I don't know about Jeremy. Have you run any across any of the, I can't remember the name, I can look it up right now of one of them, but I'm not here to specify the material. I'm just, I'm just letting, you know, my, my preference is not to see vinyl on it. That's, uh, honestly, that was basically the only, uh, only, not complaint, but comment I had to, and that's why I was saying cement board or something like that, that, yeah. But I don't, I'm not specifying anything else. Yeah, we, we just chose vinyl just because it's a, a good building material, you know, for Michigan winters, and it, it holds up really well, and um, that was just kind of our idea with it. And it still kind of accomplishes the same look, you know, especially if you're looking at it from the road, you're not really noticing that it's any different from wood or cement board, you know, it looks pretty much the same from a distance. That's, that was our idea behind it.
I, I mean, I, I'll be honest, I struggle with, I struggle with if it is compatible in massing and size and scale and architectural features. I, I mean, this feels like a four car garage I'd see in Portage. I mean, I, that's sort of my take on it. I don't, I don't know exactly what that means other than it. I, I guess I understand with it being an outbuilding, there's probably some wiggle room. Yeah, and I guess I'll say too that, you know, the basic elements of it, the, the roof being uh, gabled is, is mirroring the, the gable on the house. Um, it's, it's not taller than the primary structure, which I think is another thing. Um, to me, looking at it, the, the visibility from the street is obviously something that will also be important for those considerations. Um, I guess a question I, I should have asked earlier. So we know the dimensions of the uh, garages, the, the, the length of it would be 42 feet. What is the um, front uh, elevation of the house? I am not sure. Um, it looks like a story and a half. Sorry, I meant the linear, um, how much, I, I'm, I'm thinking about the massing question about like if the garage is actually wider than the house, I could see that being. Oh, okay, yeah, the frontage of it. With yeah, the frontage of it. Yeah, is that a number that we have by any chance? Uh, I can look it up. While Luis is looking that up, I guess I'm struggling with the diagrams because they don't seem to be um, as helpful as they could. Uh, on the one with the garages, garage bays one through four, it shows it in relationship to a one-story house and not a story and a half house. So, so I'm, I'm. I think this is the garage from yeah, the side. Oh, this is the garage. Okay, so there's nothing that shows it in proportion to the house. Yeah, that's just a side elevation of the garage. And then on the other diagram, is that accurate? No. That to scale, it's not to scale. On, on this one, it's not to scale. So that I'm having trouble understanding how much of it is going to be exposed, how much to the street view, and how much of it is going to be hidden by the house. Yeah, and the, the house is, I'm not the best at math, but I'm, I'm looking at it right now, and it's... Um, I think 50 feet wide from corner to corner on the front of the, the front facade. So, um, thirty-one and a half plus eighteen and a half. So I think that that's fifty. Um, so I think that forty-two could be hidden behind it if it was placed in a way to be hidden behind the house. I guess to your point, Dana, the 
the diagram that shows the layout also shows it all the way up against the property line, which I don't think would be allowable by code. So it's going to be offset slightly, right? Yeah, um, I guess not speaking to the applicants, do we know what the um, setback from the property line would be for this structure? Like, where is it actually being placed in relation to the property line and the residence? Yeah, it's on the northeast corner. Um, I, I mean, really, we can position it anywhere we need to. There's sufficient room. It's a, you know, uh, over a quarter acre lot, and there's, and there's a large, um, uh, dirt parking lot back there. So really we can place it wherever we need to, but as far as um, how far, far back it'd be from the, the house, is that the question? I think the question is more about how much it disappears behind the house. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, we can put it directly behind the house if you guys would like it there, or we can put it on the the southeastern portion of it because the main house, the main existing structure is essentially on the southern portion of the parcel. So if we went to put it on the, the southeast piece, you would hardly see the garage, which we can do. All right, the less we see in the garage from the street, the better. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> That's what I understand. So, yeah, the orientation is, uh, you know, um, up for debate, I guess. So, whatever we need to do. Yeah, and in the standards and guidelines, it, there's a, a, it just says that it needs to be located behind the rear wall of the building, you know. Um, I think that generally, too, it's important to respect the rhythm of the street. So, if there's other you know, other garages that have a certain rhythm, following that rhythm is also important, and I don't have a street view of that um, put up right now. I have no preference on the location as long as it meets the behind the rear wall, which it does. Um, I did um, uh, I've, three of these products, I've used all three of them. I, I'm not the big fan of getting back to the siding. LP Smart Side is one, which is, uh, um, it's an alternative material, but it does look like the, the it doesn't look like vinyl. Um, it looks like it's cedar side. It's um, it looks like a cedar bevel siding. Then you, then there, that's LP Smart side. And then there's James Hardy, which mm -hmm. is called the Hardy Plank. And then there's also uh, another alternative would be you could use cedar beveled siding, but they make a finger jointed one um, that's available. That's uh, a lot more cost effective. So there's three uh, alternative ones. Um, that would be available. Okay, yeah, we'll have to look into those. Jeremy, did you have any other thoughts on the massing and size question? Because I will say, I, I, 
if we're having a discussion here, I do. Too, I agree with Dana about the less I see of it, the less I'm concerned about that. But if it's offset from the house substantially enough that it sort of looks like almost a whole other house back there, that that does feel like a little bit more of a concern as far as the messing and size piece, which is ironic because it doesn't actually change the size. It's more just the perception of it, which I suppose is, I like the word you used about the rhythm of the street. I've never heard that one before. Um, but I think that that does sort of address my concern when it comes to that. Well, and actually to that point, you know, a lot of the garages on Pearl Street are not tucked behind the house. They're adjacent to the house. So, you know, that's another thing to consider while, while looking ahead, I think, as well. Um, just from looking at the Google Street View, whatever you want to call it, um, they're not tucked behind, but it's like the driveway is adjacent to the house, and then the, the and not for all, but for some of them, and I think it seems a lot of them, then the, the uh, garage is just adjacent to the house then at the back of the driveway. I just, I don't know, I, I guess I'm just uninspired. I, maybe that's the... <laughs> you want to put dormers and some other stuff on no, the garage? I, no, I don't. And I, I just, I don't know, it just, this... I've stated my, I just, I don't care where they put it on the property. And I, you know, I agree with Luis as long as, you know, it can be lined up with the drive, as long as it meets the standard behind the rear wall. I'm not, I wouldn't try and hide it behind the house. I have no preference for that. I'm just not a fan of vinyl anywhere down in the historic district for any type of siding on any structure whatsoever. Yeah, I'm definitely aligned with you there, John, that I, I'm open to alternative materials, especially on a, uh, outbuilding, but I think it needs to be put together in a way that simulates the way we used to do it, right, as opposed to big vinyl J's and things like that. I'd rather see, you know, it could be smart siding, but... Right, with, with the smart siding, you get the corner board, it's a fairly easy installation. It's not a, um, you know, a, a high-end product as far as the cost, and it, 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 you can make it look that... Um, like it's, you know, it is, it does, a, it's a beveled siding is really what it's going to come down to, is what it'll look like on there. Yeah. So then, should we make a proposal that, I don't know, do we word that into approval that, because uh, also, yeah, that's my, my big complaint is just, it's not going to look right with uh, vinyl siding uh, smack in the middle there. And then also, you know, uh, there's a three-story structure we approved for, it was a new construction with vinyl siding kind of over, um, uh, when you go up the, whole, the hill in Oakland, kind of by Dairy Martin there. And, you know, after two seasons, the vinyl was totally destroyed and, you know, was peeling and, you know, so, uh, I probably wouldn't approve another new vinyl project just, you know, because of that one situation, but, you know, I'm sure there'd be more if we approved more.
So as far as details to be delegated to the historic preservation coordinator, is that a detail that could be delegated to you if we said the basically put together a proposal saying we approve, but not with the current listed material of vinyl siding, but we can, after this conversation, delegate the selection of a final thing to you, or do we need to put it off until they bring us a different material? Because I'd rather not do that if we don't have to. Um, I think that that would be something worthwhile putting into the motion, certainly. I, I also think that the consideration and, and looking at the difference between a, a main structure and an out structure is important in, in considering, I guess, the amount that it'll stick out. But it's, it's at your guys' discretion. We're good with the vinyl doors. What was that? The vinyl doors. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what the options are for those. I mean, I just, I'm not, I'm not familiar with yeah. what, what the option would be other than wood. I don't know if they make them in alternative materials. We're, we're getting back though to where we're, I don't want to say the fault sense of history, but I mean, the, the garage will stand on its own as far as, you know, it's delineated from the house. It's, you know, it's obviously a, a newer structure. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be like, a, in my opinion, it doesn't have to be a, like a display at Disney World. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. You know, that it's, I mean, it's a new structure. So um, I don't know how to come up with uh, putting, uh, putting a motion for it. Uh, is, are the doors, are the, are the overhead doors still in, in, in discussion right now? Is there some discussion about that? I guess I'm just asking. I mean, I, I honestly, I don't know what the alternative would be. Um, and I've approved before replacing non-historic doors with vinyl doors. I think that they're, it's that metal or wood, I think, really are the three options. Mm -hmm. um, also, I mean, I think it's also important to consider this. I could not find a build date for this house. So, and, and I'm not frankly sure that, you, that it, it was built, but it certainly was not built in the 1800s, in my opinion, from looking at it. It was certainly built at least after 1900. Um, and I guess I can't even say that with all certainty. But I, I think then that looking at the, the, the materials that would have been used when the house was built is also obviously not vinyl, I don't think. But again, I can't say that I don't know that this house wasn't built in, in even 1950. So um, just important things to consider, too, that we're not, you know, I, I think it's not worthwhile imposing things from like a Queen Anne house upon, upon this property when it wasn't built in the 1880s, right? Um, sure. I think that metal was, has always been a building material that's used, probably not in the same way that we use it today, um, but just another consideration to look at um, when considering this property. Yeah, I feel like this is a real struggle for us. Uh, Warren, I'm sorry about that, but it's, it's you know, basically, a brand new construction in the historic district that have honestly just has super generic features that really is going to make it stick out. And so we're trying to work through how that fits in our historic worldview and how we approve that. Um, and yeah, so yeah, this is this is a tough one. No, I understand. Uh, I'm, yeah, I fully understand. And we, I mean, we can do whatever you guys want us to do as far as the, the exterior for the garage, whether you want us to do the LP smart siding or uh, whatever you guys recommend. 
And then, like you said before, I mean, we can we can hide the garage behind the house so you can't even really see it. I'll try and make a motion. Uh, motion to approve the construction of a four-car garage as specified with the exception that no vinyl shall be used on the garage. Oh, oh, on the vinyl no side. vinyl siding. No vinyl siding on the garage. Um, alternative materials have been suggested by the com commission. Uh, Secretary of Interior Standards, the proposal as modified complies with the Secretary of Interior Standards numbers 9 and 10. The Commission approves a certificate of appropriateness for this project. Approval of final details such as choice of siding to be delegated to the Historic Preservation Coordinator. Thank you, Dana. Is there a second? Yes, yeah, I second that. Thank you, John. Uh, is there any public comment on this case? Okay, is there any further discussion from the commissioners? All right, hearing none, uh, Louise, can we have a roll call vote, please? Yep, Grayson? Yes. Mitchell? Yes. Berg? Yes. Kastner? Yes. Underwood? Yes. Okay, uh, can't look at you in prison, but Warren and, and Kyle, I will send out to you tomorrow a certificate of appropriateness email that has it in there, and then I'll also mail one out to you guys, um, and we'll work together to, to figure out the final details. Perfect, great. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Yep, thank you. Go ahead. And then, Jim, I received a question for you. Um, the first applicant is here, but I think that we'll just put that at the end of the docket, correct? Yes, please. Okay. So, Nestor, you'll be the last one. Uh, uh, you missed a spot, you missed it, so we're just going to put you down to the bottom of the, the docket, just so you know. So, yep. Um, and I think you can answer the other call. Yep, so up next should be uh, 210 Old Orchard. Hello? Yeah, hello. Hello? Yep, sorry. I think I can just hear myself in your phone call right now, maybe. Um, um, this is Ken Martin. Yep, and I think I was just confused because I could hear you for a second inside of the, from you watching the YouTube, so sorry. Oh, got it, got it. <laughs> oh, no, not a problem. It just kind of threw me for a loop for a second. So uh, we do have a good connection with you here, and um, you can go ahead, and I'll let Jeremy take it from here. Thank okay, there might be a little bit of a delay on the uh, on the YouTube. Yep. Great, good evening. If you could just state your name for the record and tell us about your project, please. Yes, name is uh, Kenneth Martin, and my project is 210 Old Orchard Place in downtown Kalamazoo. I believe it's the, the Stewart um, Historic District. Um, the the project is a small six. Uh, unit apartment uh, building um, tucked in the in the back corner of a of a, of a neighborhood over there on Old Orchard um, off of Eleanor and it, it's back it's kind of that's back behind the, there's a school back up in there as well that it butts up against um, I it, you guys might recall I was I was in here with uh, my contractor um, a couple months ago. Um, we have done a lot of renovations to the interior of the building, the exterior of the building. We've tried a, a number of things on. I've, I've refurbished uh, 
the windows, I replaced glass, I've replaced the the um, some some uh, um, shingle you know roofing work that needed to be done. Um, so I've done a lot of work to the building, but the I can't seem to improve the actual appearance of the building uh, because it's this uh, brick that is really um, really old and over the years this like mortar and other black residue has gotten on the brick that has not come off. We've done a number of different uh, scrubs and power washings and um, attempts to clean it. We came in um, and, and, and frankly the, the appearance is is creating issues with um, it, it's just an eyesore in the corner of, of this um, this little Blah, and the appearance of the brick and the facade gives it this rundown um, appearance when you're when you're kind of getting closer. You, you, I try to think of some, some close-up pictures that that I presented, uh, Louise. I'm not sure if you have those. Um, I'm sorry, I could, I could only get one of them to work because some of them were the iPhone pictures that I could I worked to convert, but I couldn't. Um, so I apologize, okay. the HEIC extension doesn't work. But I can pull up some of these because I think that the corners are where you're, a lot of the stuff is, so. The, yeah, I mean, it's, it's all, if you get closer, it's all over the, the facade. I think some of the pictures that we're seeing here, there's, there's some sun shining in, and it's actually some of the better pictures I've ever seen of the building. But if you get closer, you can kind of see the actual brick is um, is dark and covered and there's mortar all over the brick and um, it's it's just uh, it looks really um, it just looks really run down and, and we're having issues with people trying to break in breaking windows like you know because I, I think they, they almost feel like it's uninhabited or you know um, it just it's just not a, a great um, building for, for the for the neighborhood so i've done a lot of work inside this isn't about um you know money because like the the um the units inside are, are renovated and, and are you know renting for a good a good price it's not it's more about having a look uh that can improve this this building and, and um have it be you know a, a nice um you know landmark uh, in, in the historic district as opposed to it being an eyesore that, that it is currently. So when I was in a couple of months ago, we were trying to paint the building. There was a, a lot of concern raised around the breathability of the paint uh, on brick. Um, and at that time, uh, someone from the committee um, suggested that we try to lime wash the building, which is a, um, you know, a, a technique that is um, that promotes a lot of breathability. Um, we went back and, and um, there's also another recommendation from the committee to, to try to remove the, um, the plank board or uh, whatever that, that board is. It was running vertical on the front of the uh, front side of the building. I don't know if you have a picture of the, of the old, um, of the way it was before, but you can kind of see where I removed the board that was, was connecting between, you know, the window uh, basically from the ground all the way up to the top of the building, there was a right board that was running um, all, the way up the, all the way up the front. So we, we, we pulled that off, yeah, so you can see, I might be, be delayed still, but you can see the board that was running vertical. Um, we pulled that off and we had to leave it between the windows because there was basically a, a gap there. Um, 
in the future, you know, if I can can get the, the financing for it, then I can maybe try to reinstall and rebuild the windows. Um, but my point is I am making an effort, um, every effort that I can to preserve the kind of um, uh, and or improve the, the historic nature of the building. You can't really see it on, on some of these pictures, but there's the entryway also has a, a door frame that, that is pretty historic. Um, and we, our intention is, is to preserve that and to put a, uh, a new door on there that also has a, a, a nice historic look to it. So long story short, um, I did some research um, on the lime wash technique. Um, it would require me bringing somebody in basically from Grand Rapids to do it, but it is a kind of a historic standard that uh, I found is, um, is in fact done um, pretty widely on historic brick structures to, um, to accomplish essentially what the suggestion was a um, couple months ago, which was to um, improve the, quality, the, the appearance of the brick, but also to promote uh, breathability of the brick and so as not to you know, cause the brick to prematurely deteriorate, uh, moisture build up, et cetera. So lime wash apparently is very conducive to, to breathability and, and allowing moisture to flow through the building. So long story short, um, you know, that's kind of, we've exhausted all our options and, and our, our back, you know, um, um, Luis mentioned that we needed to get approval, uh, even though it was, it was recommended to us in the last, you know, hearing that we were in two months ago, that I would still need to come back and get approval to have that, uh, to go ahead and do that lime wash. So that's why I'm back, just to get the, the approval to do the lime wash on, on the, uh, the brick exterior to, to get it cleaned up and looking, looking nice. Thank you. I appreciate the thorough explanation. Um, thoughts, comments? I, I, I drove by today and I think that um, taking those white panels off was, an, was a definite improvement. I, when I went by, I thought, where those white panels go? And then I realized that you took them down, so. Absolutely, um, I think it really did a lot for the look of the building. Yeah. Really. And I, I'm, you know, I know I was definitely against painting the brick, I, I'm all for the lime wash. I just, if people are wondering, I, I'm, I'm on board with it, so. Thoughts, comments? Yeah, I just wanted to, uh, it's obviously that you're investing in the building and trying to do the right thing at every turn, and yeah, I appreciate that. It looks great. Thank you very much. Yep. Okay, um, so I will make a motion to approve the application of a lime wash as specified. This proposal complies with the Secretary of the Interior Standards numbers one, two, three, five, and six. The commission approves a certificate of appropriateness for this project, approval of any final details to be delegated to the Historic Preservation Coordinator. Thank you, Andrew. Is there a second? I'll second that. Thank you, Dana. Is there any public comment before we vote? Right, Karen Brown, is there any um, further discussion? I just wanted to say I, I appreciate your willingness to work with the commission and come back um, 
Thank you. I, I, I do really appreciate it. So, Louise, can we have a roll call vote, please? Certainly. Grayson? Yes. Mitchell? Yes. Berg? Yes. Kasner? Yes. Underwood? Yes. Okay, so it has been approved for you, Ken. I will send out an email tomorrow with the certificate of appropriateness about that, and then uh, I'll also send, you know, the physical copy. My disclaimer is always, I don't know when it'll get to you. Got it. Can you also um, CC John on that, as, as most of our communications have, have had? Yep, I will. Yep. Okay. Okay. Thank you guys very much, and uh, guys and girls, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Up next is uh, 502 Douglas. If you could come up, tell us your name for the record, and talk about your project, please. Yep, right here. My name is Nestor Barrera, and I'm the owner of this property in 502 Douglas Avenue. I have owned the property since 2012. And the property is an investment property, has been rented uh, just for a few periods of time in which the house has been empty. But uh, we have made a lot of changes to the house in the last 15, 16 months uh, when the previous tenant uh, emptied the house. Uh, basically, they destroyed a lot of things, mainly inside the house. And we made a lot of a lot of improvements right now. So the house is, is now in, in much better shape, mainly inside the house, but, but we also took care of some things outside the house. The last thing that we did was to uh, not only remove a label, to completely change the two decks, one that is in front of the house and another one that is, yep, so the one that you can see is in front of the house. So the wood was basically rotten, and we replaced it completely for a basically new deck. Same style as before, same materials, so no changes on that regard, so we coordinated this with Liz. And, uh, and the deck in the back of the house, so we also completely changed the deck as well, same style. So when we were towards to replace that deck in the back of the house, as part of the original scope of the project, we wanted also to remodelate a small room that is between the deck and the back door. And it was when we realized that basically this small room, tiny room, probably was not uh, to the original design of the house. So when it was built too many, too many years ago. And uh, we don't know for how long the room has been there, but the room is definitely very weak. Um, the wood is basically rotten as well. Another time is when uh, we decided to talk to the Kalamazoo City, and instead of basically replace that room, basically just to take it away and to put the house as maybe originally that was the house without the room. So the intention is to remove basically two, wood, uh, two walls on that room, so that basically are with the windows. So that, that piece, two, wall, two walls and to extend the deck, the back deck, up to the, to the back door. And that is going to be more like a clean layout on the house. It's gonna, the deck is going to be extended, same style as now it looks the new one. And the other thing that I wanted to mention is uh, all of these years that we have been renting the house, that small tiny room is basically used to keep garbage, to keep the trash full of bottles, empty bottles, cans, and a box of, of, again, garbage, so it's always the case. So really the room is not making any good. Um, it's behind the house, so it's barely being seen from, from, the, from the street, 
but uh, again, definitely we, we believe that it's going to look much better if we, if we remove that room from the house. Is the, is the plan to take the roof, that little roof off too? No, the roof is going to stay. What we would like to do is in the corner, we are going to extend a post that is going to go all the way down and cement it on the ground. If you can see right now, there is a post there in the, is, is underneath that is colored white, that one. So if you see further down, that post is just supported by the stone. So that is basically not secure. So what we would like to do is basically to put a real post from the roof going all the way down that is going to support that roof. The roof is going to stay. Okay. Um, I, just, oh, go ahead. I had, I'm sorry. Um, I, I just wanted to be clear. You, the, the, you said the front porch changed, but was that, that was beforehand, or is that something that... The front porch was just repairs to the railings. It, okay. it, it was the same. And also, just to clarify, so when I went out to look at this with Nestor, you know, floating walls is what Nestor put into the application, and the walls are practically floating. It's like they're attached to the roof, and then they're coming down and hanging from the roof. Um, they almost have play in them when you move. Sure. Um, Again, this comes down to like definitive dating. I can't tell when that weird thing was built, but I don't think that it was built at the same time as the house. Um, just to, to let you guys know that as well um, from going back there. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't think so. It looks like somebody added it on. Somebody, yes. Go ahead, Andrew. I was just curious. Um, I'm assuming based on that, the, the, so what would then become the back wall of the house that's now an interior wall? It has the same siding as the rest of the house. You don't have to do anything to yes. match that. Yeah, fact. even if you see the walls that they are basically next to the back door and making really the walls of the house, they look like they are the original ones. Okay. Um, and even the, the, the wall that is on the, that, that one, the wall that is on the south side of the house is going to stay. So that is from the original house. And even behind that wall is a closet that is inside the house. So that is going to stay. It's just that from the windows are the ones that we would like to remove. Yeah, so it's like a little notch, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, even, even Jeremy, if you see that wall right now, the only thing that they are holding those walls is a screw that is in one of the ends on one side attached to the deck, and another screw that is on the other wall also attached to the deck. Okay. Other than that, if you just move them, you are going to be able to move them easily. They are hanging from the roof. Yep, so the walls that come out, they'll come out all the way up to the roof. So like where that window is, it'll be siding and it'll be a straight line or... Because it looks like there's some maybe vertical T111 or something on top there. So I guess I'm just curious, where does the, where does the cutoff happen vertically? Yeah, the cutoff is going to be just next to the roof. So all of those pieces, because it's really rotting that wood, are going to go away. Okay. But we are going to just keep the roof really clean and really... Do you think there's a beam in there? In a, a beam in the roof? Well, I mean, there's got to be something that goes from where it's original house, where it's sited. Yep. Right? Over so, to the post oh, yeah. that's holding up the roof. Mm -hmm. Or do you think it's just kind of... So to me, when I went out to look at it, I really think that the roof was put on at some point back here maybe to maybe cover the back door. And I don't know if it ever got extended out or anything, like a stoop roof, like the shed roof there. These walls, and I'm not an architect, so I won't claim to know anything about it, but I don't think they have any structural value at all. 
what's holding it up are these, like Nestor was saying, and they just sit on rocks on the ground, which was not the best way, I guess, to, to build it. Yeah. Um, here, there's probably something else, I'm guessing, going from the old construction to transition into the new ones, but these ones are, are like hanging sheets, I guess, just in between and creating the barriers with the windows put into them. Yeah, but I, I don't kind of. I don't have a problem with it coming out. I just, I think it's always hard with these things because we don't have a picture of what it's going to look like in the end, mm -hmm. right? Like I would suspect that there's going to be some sort of beam that's going to have to be wrapped that runs from where it's sided over to the post, because um, otherwise that otherwise there's nothing holding that roof up underneath the roof line. Underneath the roof line, yes. right? So. You know, That'd be my preference. I mean, even if it was a simple drawing on a cocktail napkin, that I could kind of see what I did not ask someone because, it, again, not an architect, and my interpretation was that just those were going to come out. So I guess I didn't anticipate that the having to have the reinforcements. So that, I mean, there's got to be something there that connects where it's sided to the post. Because right? it's probably, what, eight, nine feet, ten feet? Like a seven feet. Yeah, I mean, it's too far from the foot. That too much of a stand like a big yeah. smile if it was, there was nothing there. So there's something there holding And so, Nestor, yeah, is there anything that on the inside of that wall? I think it's inside the wall. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's inside the wall. There is a beam. So, but we are going to make it the safe way as, as we can. So, obviously, yeah. it's going to be safe. Yeah, I'm just thinking, you know, that beam gets wrapped with whatever the white trim is and painted. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you'll have that little triangle up in the. The sort of shed gable yes. there, you know, it'd be awesome if that was put back with wood siding, as opposed to what looks like there's a panel there. Uh, you know, then it would really look like it's always been there and yes. been sort of part. We of are going to make it look exactly like the wall that is on the south side. We replace all of those siders. Okay, um, it looks really great right now that wall compared with the with the other. So it's, it's basically completely renovated, so we are going to make it exactly the same as those ones. Okay. Yeah, like that's always my thing, is it's yeah. hard to, mm -hmm. I, to I, I think I know what it's going to look like, you know, but it's also what I do all day, so I, and, you know, for everybody else, I don't know if they have what they need to picture it, but yeah. I, I, everything you're saying sounds great to me. <laughs> and when Nestor proposed it to me, he did call me out to look, and there was a lot of stuff. I don't know, it always cuts out. With water table things on the bottom that were getting rotted out that he went through and replaced. You can see the deflection right there between the door and that divided light window. I mean, you can tell there's not much structure there. Yes. And I think that you can see John the floor. You have the deck that is a straight out. Before was also uh, going like in a, in a slope. So now it's straight. And you can see that a small piece on the floor that, on that room that is a steel with a slope. So we don't know how much are we going to be to strain it, because obviously we don't want also to affect the structure of the house because it's old. But we are going to try to level it as much as we can. You mean on the floor? You mean the floor? The floor. The floor. Yeah, I, I would. It's okay that it's sloped because if there's water that gets on it, you want it to run away from the house. Oh. So oh. as long as it's solid, I. I I mean, typically we would slope it away. True, it's true, it's oh. true. Yeah, even the the builder uh, made that observation that really some inclination is going to be needed for the water to go. Yeah. yeah, good. Any further comments, discussion? 
but I think I'd make a motion, but uh, I'm going to only put just a little request for just a, a simple elevation drawn that we wouldn't even have to review. Just to, Luis could do it just so we make sure that I think we got a good understanding of what he's doing, but um, that, that Luis can do just make sure there's nothing egregious, which I don't think that there is. Okay, uh, I'll make a motion that we approve the removal of the rear porch enclosure as specified with the request for a simple elevation drawing for the HTC coordinator's uh, review. Um, but I'm sure that, that uh, you and uh, Mr. Uh, Barrera, is that correct? That is correct. Can work yeah, that that out. Is correct. Okay. Um, uh, the proposal complies with the Secretary of Interior Standards number 1, 2, 4, and 5. The Commission approves the certificate of appropriateness for this project. Approval of any final details to be delegated to the HDC coordinator. Thank you, John. Is there a second? I'll second that. Thank you, Dana. Is there any public discussion before we vote? Hearing none, is there any further comments from commissioners before we vote? All right, can we have a roll call vote, please? Nick Grayson? Yes. Mitchell? Yes. Berg? Yes. Kastner? Yes. Underwood? Yes. Cool. So, uh, I'll uh, send you an email tomorrow with that, and then I'll send a letter out too, and we can work to get a drawing of what it's going to look like in the end, just to further review it. But, uh, so, it's approved for you. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you very much, sir. Yeah, thank, thank you a lot. Thank you. All right, moving forward, uh, we have approval of the minutes. Um, that was for the September, no, the August meeting that happened last week. So, uh, I would make a motion to approve this. All right, thank you, Dan. Is there support? I'll support that. Right. Thank you, Dana. Those in favor will say aye. 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 Any opposed? Hearing none, the minutes are approved. Um, administrative approvals. Luis, is there anything that you'd like to bring to the commission's attention? Uh, I don't think so. Um, nothing really jumps out at me, I suppose. So. Okay. Um, other business June minutes approval. I thought we yeah, already. I think I know. We did this last last week. Right? I should have taken it off. So I apologize about okay, that. Okay. No worries. That brings us to adjournment. Is there a motion to adjourn? So moved. Thank you, Dana. Is there a second? Second. Thank you, Andrew. All of those in favor will say aye. 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 Any opposed? Hearing none, uh, we are adjourned at 6.02.